Hello, how are Hello. you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Great. Uh huh. I'm trying to do something on my phone without causing any problems. Oh my, that sounds really troublesome. Yeah, it done. I done. I finished. Um. Okay. Good. Um. How's it going? How's Atlanta? Oh God, Atlanta's Atlanta. <laughs> I'm sorry um, I was a little late um, because I was working on something <laughs> and I thought I had time and it took a little longer than I thought so I was like oh shoot okay mm-hmm. I was trying to do my last little real estate thing for the day um, yeah doing All business doing business thank doing you for the referral <laughs> oh <laughs> yes yeah, very so good so Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Happy to help two people that I Thank like. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. I am now officially back in Atlanta as of today. I've been in Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh-huh. Uh, although, um, Cupcake, she still can't grasp the fact that Warner Robins is in Georgia. Because she always asks me, are you going back to Georgia? And I'm like, baby, you live in Georgia, too. Mm-hmm. We both live in Georgia. So that's... Right. Yeah, that is that. So, okay. yeah, been out there. That time was good. Kind I'm just glad good. to know that... Um, I'm, I'm just pleased to know that Ainsley has limits. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that she doesn't know everything? That she's yeah. not... Yeah, because then yeah, she'd be she's... like a witch. She'd be like right. a young, you know, she belong go, you know, she needs to go to Hogwarts. Right, so I'm just glad that she's not like a super, super genius. She's a very smart little girl, oh. but she has limits, and I'm pleased to, to yeah. know that. I was telling friends stories of my time with her this past week and all of the many crazy things that she said. And again, I came back to, you have to have, you can't have low self-esteem around this baby. Um, Man. Because she would no. hurt your feelings. And um, and my cousin was like, yeah, she needs a shirt or something. It's like, do not approach if you are easily, um, you have, <laughs> you know, if you sensitive. Because, you know, like I said, it's not malicious, but she, we need to work on the telling the truth and love part. Ooh. Or just maybe just keeping it to yourself. Or keeping it to yourself. She's a top, you know, she's five, so she's still five. Whatever she's thinking comes out her mouth. So a lot of times, Mm. if it's not at your expense, it's quite entertaining. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Man. Laughing at her little song. I was like, she's so crazy. Good grief. Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot. 
Yeah, so I went to see them do her do karate and went to volleyball practices and games and yeah, took them to get little treats and movies that I would never see. I saw Teen Titan go to the movies oh. or something like that. Okay, sure. It was and apparently, like, I didn't know. Like, I had to go look at Fandango to see, like, hey, what kids movie is it? Christopher Robin. I was like, I, I'm i sorry. I don't like Winnie the Pooh. And then... Um, you don't like Winnie the Pooh? No, I've never liked Winnie the Pooh. And um, even wow. when I was a kid, I always... It just bored me to tears. I did not like Winnie the Pooh. And I was just, like, just, like, slovenly and just, like, you know, just... You know, enough with the honey already. Come on. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just never. Wow. And so I just, I was like, okay. And they were like, oh, Chris Rock. I was like, okay, I am not going to see Chris Rock Robin. So I was like, that's out. What else is out? And I was like, they've seen Incredibles, of course. So I saw the Teen Titan movie, which I had, I've heard of it before, but I have no idea what it was about. Uh-huh. Did not know that it was about Robin of Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've never even heard of this. Yeah, he has his own little group of, like, super, and they're, you know, they're like the Rodney Dangerfield of superheroes. They get to no respect. Because they're like, you're a sidekick who now has their own crew. Like, no. So it was actually a really cute movie. I laughed so hard. So okay. I was like, okay, so good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah. So that was, yeah, kind of whatever, leading into my my week. Around crazy children. Wow. And watching a show that I will talk about later that I really, really enjoyed. Oh, okay. Very good. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, fascinating. Okay. Wow. Christmas. Winnie the Pooh. Huh. Yeah, who knew? Okay. Yeah, it's not a big deal, I don't think. Seems, I guess to you, it seems like a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. It actually is. I don't think I've ever met anyone who has any problem with Winnie the Pooh. I don't think you've asked enough people. Uh, He's a a problematic bear. (laughs) How is he problematic? No, he just gets on my nerves. Again, with all the honey. Not with all the honey. He's a bear. Bears eat honey. I know, but it's like, whatever. And then, like, and the thing is, like, I like bears. I love Yogi Bear. Love Yogi Bear. Big fan. But not, like, enough with the picnic baskets. Apparently not. That was delightful to me. And he was all very neat with his bow tie. Wasn't slovenly at all like Winnie the like Pooh is. Is he slovenly? I think so. It's a little t-shirt that doesn't fit well. and Because of his belly. Yeah, because of t- uh, the honey. You to get to the honey. Right. Like you it. sound like a crazy person. Whatever. I don't everybody doesn't have to like everything. And I don't like Winnie the Pooh. There. I said it. I I don't care. Like if you judge me, I don't care. I don't like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Never have, even as a child. It's fascinating. I don't think so. I don't think it's interesting. The Yogi at all. Bear, but Yogi Bear is okay. Yeah, have you seen Yogi Bear at Christmas? It was great. I I don't have a problem with either of these bears, so yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know, like, 
it seemed like very quiet to me. It was just bored. It wasn't entertaining. You know, like it takes a, you know, I have to be entertained because that's the per- point. And like, you know, I was saying like, yeah, because I was explaining to the kids, I was like, yeah, I'm not really fond of, you know, Winnie the Pooh. Of course, both of them had Winnie the Pooh nurseries. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, bad, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know who I really don't really care for? And they were, uh, and um, Pumpkin was like, oh, let me guess, Eeyore. I was like, right. Boring, boring, boring. So, yeah, not a fan. All right, we can move on. What's, what's your little out of the dump story? Because I can, you know, go on and on about my dislike for William Who. Apparently, I didn't. Apparently, I have these strong feelings. I didn't. Apparently, know you put a lot of thought into it. Not really. I'm just like, not really. When you talk, I was like, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Never happened. I'm surprised mm. you don't like it because it's so British. Yeah, but all British things are. I like like British kid things tend to be kind of boring, but British adult like comedy, it's much better. It gets much better. They grow into their comedy or their mm. sensibilities. Like even small potatoes. Like I love the small potato song, but the actual program was really boring. I think British children deserve more. But go on. Maybe this that's why they to be fun. They grow into being so witty and smart. When they get older. They had to kind of bear. I don't know. I'll think about that some more. Um, go on. Please don't. Please don't think about this. I'm gonna ruminate anymore. on it. I'm gonna ruminate on it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I think it's necessary. I have to now. Oh, please don't. God no. I have to, but I have to. We wow. talked for two minutes about nonsense. Okay, go on. I be two meal. Shall we? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, let's shake that off. Um, you have to shake it off? Yeah. It's mm. disturbing. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Jeez. All right. So two stories. Um, this has been all over the news. So um, starting with the bigger of the two. Um, and this is from the National Catholic Reporter, an article mm-hmm. by Father Thomas Reese, um, published yesterday. The headline is, Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report is a new low for Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, so awful, disgusting, horrifying, sickening. Mm-hmm. One runs out of so adjectives. Bad. So yeah, bad. so bad. Um, One runs out of adjectives in describing the actions of abusive priests chronicled in the just-released Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report. This report lists more than 300 priests accused of abuse in six of the state's eight dioceses. If accused priests from the other two dioceses dealt with by earlier grand juries are added, it amounts to about 8% of the 5,000 priests who served in Pennsylvania during the 70-year period that's covered by the report um the abuse of even one child is terrible but the more but that more than 1000 children were abused Mm. in that time span is appalling undoubtedly there are more who have not yet come forward and Mm. hopefully this report will encourage them to do so 
Just as disconcerting is the failure of many bishops in the early days of the crisis to respond appropriately to the abuse. The best you can say about them is that they should have known better. Why did they not do better? Um, so then he, it's, so it's interesting. He kind of lists um, kind of, you know, from an insider's view out um, or reporting out like the reasons why, um, or, you know, that are pointed to for these bishops not doing better, uh, beginning with um, living in a culture, a clerical culture, uh, which he describes as um, a, where priests look out for one another as brothers in the priesthood, similar to bad cops. They don't blow the whistle on each other. Some bishops didn't want to hear or look into accusations. Clericalism blinded them to their responsibility to the children. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting uh, connection, this mm -hmm. idea that um, similar to like the, the blue wall or whatever, you know. Um, going on, the report covers kind of like the same time as like a lot of the Boston it um, does it hmm. does um and um and it, it alludes to the boston and the, the boston globe in here later in this article as well just um mm -hmm. the parallels um next it says the bishops were told um, by lawyers and insurance companies not to meet with the victims or their families. They heard the excuses of their priests, but not the agonizing pain of the victims, a terrible failure. Mm -hmm. Every bishop should set aside time to listen to any survivor who wants to meet with them. And then uh, third, it says, as le as le ugh, sorry, at least as late as 1992, the bishops were told by psychologists that some priests were safe to return to ministry after mm. treatment. It was not until 2002 that the bishops adopted a zero tolerance policy for the U.S. under which 2002. even 2002. So just, yeah, 16 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and that was, um, and that new zero tolerance policy meant that under, under that, one act of abuse permanently bans a man from ministry. Duh. Um, right. It's just so ridiculous. In the late 1980s, according to the John Jay study of clerical abuse, the number of abuse cases declined because smart bishops started removing bad priests. It is noteworthy that only two of the 300 plus priests that are identified by this grand jury report were involved in abuse in the last 10 years. And these had been, had been reported by their diocese. Mm -hmm. So that's, is, that is interesting just to note that there, you know, that there has actually been kind of a change, change. change and movement. Yeah. And that, that the majority of these, um, are from before um, these rules and these um, just the practice changed. Um, fourth, the bishops initially kept the abuse secret because they did not want to scandalize the faithful. They also wanted to protect the diocese assets from lawsuits. As a result, each victim thought that they were unique and even the bishops did not know the monumental scale of the problem until the flood of victims came forward after the expose by the Boston Globe. Mm. Um, so basically, you know, again, um, the initial Catholic 
church scandal uh, was broken by the um, Boston Globe and um, it's, mm-hmm. it's the story the that's retold and yeah, the movie Spotlight, Spotlight, Spotlight. which is, is so good, such a good movie. Um, so finally, in the early days of the abuse, um, untrained priests were investigating and making recommendations on the handling of abusive trees. It was only in 2002, again, that the bishops agreed to have advisory boards that included lay people to review these accusations. Um, it says laity must be involved in the investigation and evaluation of any accusations. Lay people should also be involved in investigating the response of bishops. Indeed, they should be involved in evaluating candidates for ordination. No f- profession is good at judging its own. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, so it says explaining how this horror came to pass doesn't change the fact that the Pennsylvania grand jury report is another devastating blow to the U.S. Catholic Church. Um, So that is um, really um, the long and short of it. It's... um, it goes on to talk about um, just the report itself and um, how one of the concerns is um, that they're trying to waive um, the non, um, the, what, I'm sorry, I just lost my place, the um, nonprofit status so that mm. uh, individual civil suits can be brought. Um, but the, and so in this section, it says, the truth is that civil suits, especially punitive damages, are a blunt instrument for punishing nonprofits. If an employee of a profit-making corporation injures someone, a financial penalty makes sense because the owners of the corporation are making money and have a responsibility to supervise their employees. If they don't, they don't suffer financially. But no one owns a nonprofit corporation. You don't, do not punish Mm -hmm. a bishop by taking money from his diocese, especially if he's retired or dead. Uh, The people punished are the laity who donated the money and the people on whom it would have been spent, parishioners, Mm -hmm. school children, the poor, and the clergy. Of these, only the clergy might be considered liable, although most of them had nothing to do with the decisions made by the bishop. It would be better to put the bishop in jail. Um, And that's if he's alive and able to be prosecuted, right? So... Um, so that's a concern that's out there now. And, you know, there seems to be, um, you know, uh, the grand jury is considering whether or not to lift, um, the, um, the current ban on the ability to bring a civil suit against nonprofits, but it would actually be a very, it would be very a very strange thing for them to do because it would mean doing it only for the church or the Catholic church in this instance. And um, because what, because opening it up altogether would mean that all nonprofits, including places like, you know, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and, you know, just all other churches and, um, just, you know, just all other places would also then be opened up to the same, um, having that waived as a protection as a nonprofit. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing that's, um, addressed throughout the article. It's actually a pretty long article. Um, so I'm not going to read it all, but anyway, it's just, um, just so sad. I mean, I don't think it's, it's not surprising in that, right. In that clearly like, 
Boston and, you know, Massachusetts, it wasn't like something that was contained inside, you know, like it was a, oh, they were moving it, around everywhere. But I, I guess yeah. I figured, I guess this whole, I guess, what is this task force or report came out of that, of that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, mm-hmm. just figuring that you would find a better way to kind of deal with it. Or, but I guess, like I said, it's going, you know, it's kind of, you know, happening. This was happening mm-hmm. at the same time the other thing was happening. And this was trying yeah. to figure out a way to deal with it and that it was going to come out. And they knew that. And But just the details that I read, I had to stop reading. It was just so horrific. Just. Just horrific. It's so very sad. And, um, you know, I mean, it is. Um, there is, I think, a beacon of hope in that, like they said, that the majority of these cases are things that happened prior to the, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of in the last, you know, decade and a half or whatever, where there's been a lot more awareness um, right. and a lot better, you know, dealing with um, these problems head on. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's just sad to think of all these um, kids who and adults. Uh, suffer and who are now adults. Yeah. Grandparents rally at this point, because mm-hmm. that's like, you said 70 years? It's a 70 year yeah, period. Like these are... <laughs> yeah. And like they said, there are a lot of people that were actually responsible for um, the pain and suffering that were never addressed um, mm-hmm. are dead now. Right. Because they were like, they were already world, adults. World. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so, so, so mm. horrible and so sad. Um, so, you know, the article ends actually with this line. It says, um, the church tells people that confession is good for the soul. It needs to practice what it preaches. If it wants forgiveness, it must confess its sins, have deep sorrow for these sins, do penance and amend its ways. So, mm. uh, very true. So that's out of Pennsylvania. Okay. And then clear over to the Pacific Northwest. I don't know if you've heard of this, but this is a crazy story from over the weekend. Um, And I hadn't seen anything about it. And then I heard about it on one of my other podcasts. So I pulled up this article and it's just bananas. Um, This is an article from from Mm seattlepi.com. And... um, from August 13th, and the headline is SeaTac Horizon Employee Identified. Authorities Unclear How He Attained Flying Skills. And this is an article by Sosha Millman, the Seattle PI, and Alex Halverson. Have you heard of this? Oh, the man who snuck in, like, flew a plane or something? Yes. Yes. How did this happen? I know. <laughs> it's tell me everything. It's crazy and it's awful. Um, so the FBI confirms uh, that they recovered human remains at the Catron Island crash scene where a Horizon airplane crashed Friday night. This is so like almost a week ago after its theft from the SeaTac airport. 29-year-old Horizon Air employee stole a plane from a SeaTac International Airport and took off, circling the area for a short time and performing stunts while being chased by military jets before crashing near Tacoma. Police identified the man who took the plane as Richard Russell of Sumner, Washington. He engaged in a lengthy negotiation with air traffic control where he mentioned not intending to land the aircraft. 
Before the fiery crash on Catron Island in North Pierce County, just south of Tacoma, there were reportedly no passengers or any other personnel on board. Um, so, yeah, so he was, um, he worked for the airport. He was a member of the ground crew. And the authorities so how confer- did he learn how to fly? Well, that's what's interesting, right? Because they're, they're, you know, they're doing all this investigation trying to figure it out. Um, he, um, and not only that, but, you know, how did he, you know, one of the questions that they ask, you know, early on in this investigation is, how did he possess the skills to perform perform the maneuvers that he did before crashing the plane? Um, You know, so they, he was, they, you know, he was a grounds crew worker. He was, he, one of his job duties was um, to use a machine called a pushback tractor to move up the plane so that you can board and take off. So that's how he stole the plane, was that he just kind of, he practiced what he knew to do um, mm-hmm. in terms of getting it on, out onto the runway. Uh, witnesses report that Russell um, did loops in the air around Pierce County before crashing. The crash started a few small fires in the area, uh, which the West Pierce Fire Department had upgraded to a two-alarm fire. The de- fire department's... Um, you know, responded and handled all these, the remaining brush fires. Um, And then um, Ed Troyer of the Public Information Office says um, that this, the pilot was a suicidal male acting alone. Troyer added that they do not believe that this is a terrorist incident, which is actually, actually the first thing, of course, that everybody thinks is someone stolen a plane and is, you know, flying around crazy and that this is, you know, too reminiscent of uh, 9-11, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's audio from the air traffic control radio communications. And the guy, the uh, Richard Russell says, I've got, a, I've got a lot of people that care about me. It's going to disappoint them to hear that I did this. I would like to apologize to each and every one of them. Just a broken guy, got a few screws loose, I guess. Never knew it until now. Um, so just really sad, actually. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, it's just at first it seemed, again, it's like I think from reading this article and looking at a few other things about it, I think everyone sort of experienced like all these like emotional like roller coaster of like, oh my gosh, this is a terrorist attack. Okay, no, it's just this guy like, but okay, is he just out on a joy ride? At first, it might seem like that, but then it's like, oh no, he's suicidal. You know, like it's hmm. it's it's all they were like all over the map in terms of their emotional response to this. Um, around um, 11:30 p.m., Governor Jay Inslee released a statement saying, "I want to thank the Air National Guard from Washington and Oregon for scrambling jets to keep Washingtonians safe. Those pilots are trained." trained for moments like tonight and showed they are ready and capable. SeaTac Airport was put on ground stop due to the incident. Um, and at 9.31 p.m., they confirmed via their Twitter that an airline employee had conducted an unauthorized takeoff without passengers. Um, some planes were still being rerouted um, to, to everywhere. San Francisco, Honolulu, L.A. Um, wow. You know, they just... You know, everything kind of had to come to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, at 11 p.m., Horizon Air Chief Operating Officer Constance Von Mulen shared in a video update that the company believes that the man was indeed a Horizon Air employee. Um, 
and um, stated, our hearts are with the family of the individual aboard, as well as all our Alaska Air and Horizon Air employees. We will provide more information as it becomes available. Um, and um, so there's, you know, there's all this like tweeting and social media being used, you know, because again, people are seeing this, like, you know, seeing like right. what's happening in the air and wondering what's going on. Um, um, a source from Joint Base Lewis McCord uh, confirmed that two F-15 fighter jets were scrambled to intercept the rogue aircraft. And um, it says, the source says the military jet made contact with the stolen plane, which then began to nosedive and crashed in North Pierce County. Um, and then um, this guy, he says, I'm trying to get to the part where the audio, um, the air traffic control communications is, um, is actually available online. I listened to it and this guy just sounds like this, he sounds normal, but just kind of just wacky. Mm -hmm. um, Russell asked questions like, all right, um, I, I just kind of want to do a couple of maneuvers to see what it can, what I can do before I put her down, you know? He also said, I wouldn't know how to land it. I wasn't really planning on landing it. And then, man, I'm sorry about this. I hope that this, this doesn't ruin your day. It's a blast. I've played video games before, so I uh, know what I'm doing a little bit. Um, and that's the only indication that he gives as to like how he even knows how to operate this aircraft. You know, uh, he, he did YouTube. Right. I mean, like, and it's, that, that's another like scary thing that to me was reminiscent of 9-11 was this whole idea that um, he doesn't know how to land it. Like he never planned to land it so that you, you never learn to land it. You just learn to fly it. Right. Um, and that was something that also had come out from the, um, from those, um, that had, um, taken those planes hostage for 9-11. Um, yeah. at one point the control tower pointed the pilot of the stolen aircraft towards the runway at joint base Lewis McCord to which he responded, ah, oh, those guys will rough me up if I tried landing there. I think I might mess something up there too. I wouldn't want to do that. Hopefully, oh, they probably got anti-aircraft. So the tower responds and says, no, they don't have any of that stuff. We're just trying to find a place for you to land safely. And so then it goes just on to explain that the, although official accounts were slow to confirm reports of the unauthorized takeoff, many passengers at SeaTac took to social media to report that pilots oh. had informed them of the plane theft. Um, halfway down the runway on Alaska Airlines out of Seattle, and the pilots on the brakes and shares that we must go back to the gate, one person wrote. Oh, Another man. says, sitting on the runway at SeaTac, preparing for departure before takeoff, the pilot explains someone stole an airplane and is flying, around, near, flying it around and near Mount Rainier. Another shared on their social media, adding, they've been in contact with the culprit. He doesn't sound confident in his ability to land back at SeaCap. SeaTac. They are grounding all planes and waiting. Um, mm -hmm. so the airplane was a Horizon Air Q400, a turboprop twin engine aircraft with 76 seats. Horizon Air is a division mm -hmm. of Alaska Air Group. Um, so that's basically it. Um, so, so sad though. Um, mm -hmm. this, I, I, and I didn't see anywhere like that where it's, uh, yeah, he's, it was only uh, 29 years old and, you know, who knows? Like, 
Yeah. There's there's not like a ton more information out there about him or what his situation was, but just so sad that this is, you know, that wow, like this is how you like one that you're you know that you're 29 and suicidal um, for whatever the reasons are that have kind of brought you to that place of desperation. Um, and um, and then like when you hear the audio, it's especially tough because again, he just sounds like he doesn't sound like I mean he sounds kind of kooky because he's like you know clearly like right. up in this plane or whatever, but he doesn't. He sounds like a normal guy, you know, like it's yeah. not like oh he's just a madman or some kind of you know like no, he's just a regular dude, and um, and uh, clearly you know just this is how he decided to go out. It's just um. You know, and then you just feel for all the people who were trying, you know, the, the air traffic control guy who was trying to talk him down and and yeah. wasn't able to, you know, like that just that that has to have an effect on you. So, yep. So that is the news out of uh, Seattle, Washington. Wow. Yeah, I saw part of it. Like, I didn't even realize that he had died. I just saw the um, like the pic, his picture and the article mm-hmm. and. I think someone on my social going, oh, you think you can fly a plane because you play a video game? Like, that's kind of, like, all I kind of saw in scanning. Well, and that's the crazy thing. Apparently, he could fly it. Like, the flying wasn't the issue. Like he said, like, he couldn't land it. And he would, and obviously, since that wasn't his um, plan to land it, then that was sort of a, (laughs) that was an odd issue. So yeah, yeah. yeah, for me, I kind of put flight and landing, you know, very close together. But yes, mm-hmm. they are two separate things. But yeah, if mm-hmm. you're flying me somewhere, I need you to know how to land it. But I guess you know that was not his goal. So yeah, get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he he looks like a really just normal dude. So it's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, everybody looks normal except for people yeah. with crazy eyes. So people with crazy do, eyes until they do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, really sad. Oh, and then my last little this. I mean, I didn't um, do this as a separate story, but I think uh, this morning we all woke up to the news that the uh, Queen of Soul, mm-hmm. um, Aretha Franklin, passed away at the age of seventy-six. Um, she died yeah. um, Thursday. That's today um, at her home in Detroit. Uh, the cause was advanced pancreatic cancer according to her publicist, Gwendolyn Quinn. Um, so I know that that's what my Facebook feed has been full of today is all uh, tributes and stories and um, pictures through the years of uh, the uh, Ms. Franklin. Um, yeah. So- I was going to end my... Um- Wait till like at the end. I was gonna talk about her because you know I kind of did things yesterday, so you know she was still in you know she was in hospice care and I knew it was only a matter of time. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So when I saw today, I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't. You know, like the there was a really good actually the New York Times obituary 
um, which New York Times usually does a very good job with obituaries. And of course, this is the kind that you would have like at the ready, um, especially right. with, knowing that she like was that. sick. Yeah. For someone that, someone like her period and knowing that she was sick, like you would definitely have this like, up. they've had it queued up for a while. Yeah, um, too, yeah. But it's very thorough and goes, um, you know, I mean, it starts when she's like 12 and, you know, mm. <laughs> like, so it's very, very good. So um, if you... Um, want to kind of get like a really great um synthesis of her life and um both personal and professional like the, the new york times really did a great job with it yeah awesome well, yeah i think i still have one free new york times article this month so i'll check that out all right there you go <laughs> and um, yeah it's so funny because you know i like to share songs and i like only did one because i was like if i'm sharing songs i'm gonna be here all day Cause she had like just so many songs I love. Oh I my like, god! Thank yeah. my parents for introducing me to Aretha Franklin. You know, while I was young, so because you know my um, what is it like? You know, it's such a little sad song, but like, but ain't no way. It was like, oh my god, I love that song with you know mm-hmm. Sissy Houston hitting that high note in the back. I was like, that was. Oh, Sissy Houston. So she's such a mess. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Oh, that's uh, terrible. She's so yeah, that was great. It just so 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 many like great songs. It's classic. So a very unique, gifted voice, and of course, mm-hmm. someone couldn't um, refrain from. Um, sharing um, so her shady side. Um, mm. She was being interviewed by someone and they were, um, were asking her about different, you know, singers um, or entertainers, you know, present day. And so they asked her, they're like Taylor Swift. And she was like, gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> Like Whitney Houston, and she's like, oh, you know, you know, she was a, she's a talent, you know, a talent, um, you know, her voice is a gift, you know, all the things that you know Mm -hmm. we said about Whitney, and then they said Nicki Minaj, and she was like, Nicki Minaj, I just won't say anything. I'll just leave that. Right. (laughs) She's not even a singer. Like, stop it. Right. Just mentioning names at this point. Yeah. So Good I grief. Like, oh, I love, but yeah, the gals, beautiful gals with Taylor Swift was just classic. That's great. Classic yep. shade. Aretha shade. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it. So, yeah. So, rest in peace to the Queen of Soul. Thank rest you in for peace. Share your gift with us. And yeah, it's one of those voices that kind of ranges. Um, talents that kind of ranges all age groups like you know like our parents and us and mm-hmm. yeah you know oh yeah it's just timeless classic, timeless, timeless yeah. yeah so thank you yeah yes awesome. very good all right that's everything that's all i've got that's all my news for okay oh great so um so we shall start from one legend to another fabulous um talking about one other shady um, legend to another. So Viral Vox, this one took me out 
Um, it's a comment on Instagram from one Stephanie Mills in response to something that someone said. And let me just talk. I love Stephanie Mills. Always been a fan. And just like an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always like when I think about her, how you know that show Unsung? Unsung? Yeah. Okay, so they wanted her to be, you know, to do it unsung on her, and she refuses. She's like, I'm not unsung. I'm good. Thanks. And so I just love her for that. She's like, I've won awards. I've won them all. I'm not unsung. I'm I'm good. So like, oh, okay. <laughs> Has she won them all? Well, no, I didn't. She didn't say she won them, but I think she she's won Tony. She's won Grammys. So like that's kind mm-hmm. of like the music awards. Like those are the big ones. So yeah, I think she's like I'm I'm good over here. I'm good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So um. So this is her response. So you know who Sam Smith is, right? The British singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Was it "Stay with Me"? Was that the song he did? That was like so popular. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I like the song, but you know, there's a lot of blue-eyed soul going on in the UK. So he's yeah. kind of like you know one of that. So. I know I'm not the only one. That's the refrain. I don't know what the song name of the song. Okay, I don't know. Um, so he was yeah, whatever, no matter. He uh, was vacationing. Um, he was on a boat somewhere with um, his friend Adam Lambert, who you also, I'm sure, know. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. The name sounds familiar, but what yeah, is he? He was an American Idol. He's a singer. Lots of mascara, spiky hair. Anyway, okay, doesn't matter. So they're friends, and they were on a boat with some other folks. And okay. so there's a song playing. Apparently, it was "Human Nature" by Michael Jackson. And mm-hmm. so they were on Snapchat. And so um, Lambert pointed it to Smith. He said, "I don't like Michael Jackson, but this is a good song." And so right before the clip ended, you could just hear people in the background going. Wow. So, yeah. So, Adam Mm Lambert just let that, you know, he actually published that on his um, Snapchat. And so, the uh, response was um, fast and and not good for him. I'm sure he's hiding in a corner somewhere rocking. Um, Wow. You know, not that everyone has to like everybody. Yeah, but, just like you don't like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but I'm like, I was thinking, like you, I was like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Michael Jackson. He's kind of one of those universal, even if you don't like everything about Michael Jackson, you're just like, okay, he had a great voice, he could dance, you know, he was a great entertainer. Like, I've never heard anyone who's like, I don't like Michael Jackson. So for him to say that, like, kind of flippantly was too much, apparently, for Black Twitter and for Stephanie Mills. Um, yeah, I'm like oh, Stephanie Mills came. Stephanie Mills felt compelled to comment. She felt compelled to say something, wow. so she quoted part of this article that you know details what happened, not the Snapchat, because I'm sure she don't know nothing about Snapchat. Um, mm-hmm. And it, because she is a diva, and she is um, the Stephanie, you know her. Um, um, 
Instagram title um, handle is I am Stephanie Mills. Since she is uh-huh. Stephanie Mills, she at him. <laughs> at Sam Smith World. Um, don't come for Michael Jackson when you wish you have sold as many records and you wish you were the king of pop like he was. I am so tired of you people studying our music and studying our artists and claiming that you don't like our music. Go sit your one-hit wonder ass down and and learn how to finish a tour. When you can sell as many records as the king of pop, Michael Jackson, then maybe you can say something. So I say to you, Mr. Smith, have several seats and come for me if you want to. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stephanie Mills. <laughs> Good grief. But now she you see why really he's sitting upset. in the corner? He in the corner somewhere yeah, rocking. Yeah, I'd be in the corner rocking if I got all that from Stephanie Mills. Yeah, Good I was Lord. Like, well, I think there was some like thing back in the day because, you know, she played Dorothy and the Wiz, but in the movie they got Diana, they didn't let her do it. They let Di- mm-hmm. you know, Diana Ross have the part. So I think they were leaving some like, you know, little stuff about that, but she was like, "You are what you are not gonna do is come after our legends when you copy our style and our way of doing music, and you know, and the person who influenced most pop artists today. What you're not gonna do is come out the side of your mouth and be flippant about it. So, yeah, but that last part, come at me, come for me if you want to." Come for me if to. you. I don't, I really you know. Ooh, I <laughs> he don't may want have made. To. Yeah, I don't want him to. He may have made this stupid comment or this flippant comment or whatever. But I don't. Yeah, I don't actually drinking. think he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, drinking. You know, whatever. You, you say things about friends. Apparently, you know, my Winnie the Pooh comment was very controversial. So you kind of just say things <laughs> about it. But yeah, like what you don't say. What you don't do is come after Michael Jackson, especially when Stephanie Mills is around. Well, yeah, yeah. apparently. I did not realize that Stephanie Mills was such a defender of the King of Pop. That is hysterical. I did either, but she was like, don't do it. Don't do it. to sit his one-hit wonder ass down. One-hit wonder. And learn how to finish a tour. So I was like, apparently she knows a little something about it. I didn't really... I think he did. Did he not finish? What tour did he not finish? I don't know if it was because he had to go to rehab or... Oh, is he on the... Is he on the... I don't know. I'm I'm making that up. I think there was a reason why he... (laughs) Put the boy on rehab. (laughs) He looks like the sort... Like so, no. Wow. I, think was, I think it was some like reason that he couldn't finish his tour, and so yeah. So I'm he looks like the uh, You know he on that white horse. You know he riding that white horse. Come on now, buddy. Come on. Oh, that is so funny. So yeah. Anyway, Sam Smith, don't you ever and like and what you really need. For tonight, I have black Twitter and Snapchat and everybody else. And Stephanie Mills after you. You need better friends because the fact that Adam put you on blast like that. No one else agreed with you. All your other friends are like, wow, really? (laughs) Right. Well, and that's that was going to be my next comment. It's like, okay, so we're not friends no more. I'm sorry because you can't just put me on blast like that. And because again, it is. A private conversation that you're having on your 
whatever it is, you know, right. wherever it is that you are. And like you said, people say whatever they're saying, you're out drinking, whatever. But like, okay, you you straight posted that on your Snapchat or your social media and or you whatever. you have all these followers. And you have all these followers because you're, you're also a popular, you know, right. artist. It's so not like, like me posting it on my social media and no one's going to even find it. Right, like, right. Yeah, like you, Adam Lambert, posted this on your Snap and yeah. Yeah, oh, we ain't friends God. no more. We're not Mm-mm. friends anymore. Sorry, Adam, I can't trust you. Um, so Sam needs better taste. Friends. And better friends. (laughs) Yeah. So, Sam, hey, if you're listening, you need to Mm -hmm. get some taste. Get some taste. Yeah. And then Uh -uh. you need new friends. Yeah, definitely need new friends. Need some better friends. this revelation, like, I don't know who wants to be your friend anymore. I know. Stephanie Mills, obviously, is not going to be your friend. Well, Stephanie Mills is not signing up. That's for sure. But, I mean, you know, I just, yeah. Adam Lambert, boo. I mean. Yeah, maybe Taylor uh, no. Swift would be your friend. I don't know, but I think he thinks I think he probably is too cool to be friends with Taylor Swift, or he thinks really? he's too cool to be friends with. Taylor oh, he Swift. thinks he's too cool. Yeah, he's not too cool, but he Tay Tay is true. I like Tay Tay. Okay, okay. Um, what's his name? Who's like Tay Tay? What is his name? The Rock. Who called her Tay Tay? I was like, oh gosh, stop it. <laughs> That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that was my viral box. I saw wow. it. I told you, like, it happened not too long after we uh, taped, and I was like, oh, okay. yeah, I mm-hmm. was like, this is it right here. We're 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 good, done and done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's some crazy Ooh. stuff. And it had like when I posted it, um, I guess that was a while back so I don't even know what it has now but it already had like over 5,000 likes I think like very quickly oh, oh I'm sure oh I'm sure yeah, that is just wild yeah it has gone viral for real so yeah that was hilarious okay mm-hmm. so um yeah so wait tell me everything um mm-hmm. so my first is just like a little thing so um Bruno Mars so you know um Cardi B um Mama uh, dropped mm-hmm. off out of his 40, uh, 40, Lord, what's wrong with me? 24 karat magic tour. <laughs> I'm like 40. What is 40 got to do anything? 24 karat magic tour. She um, mm-hmm. dropped out to take care of little culture. Right. Um, so the whole thing is going to be like, who's you going to get to replace her on his tour? Sure. And apparently, a lot of people. So apparently, <laughs> um, Cardi. Uh, was very big shoes that he had to fill and he spread his net wide and um, I guess all together these people will equal a Cardi in terms uh, not even in terms of popularity it's a weird bunch of people so, who is that? okay so it's Sierra which I was like okay good for you Sierra you mm-hmm. deserve that you work hard and the I think the in the in my feelings challenge kind of helped put her kind of in the eye a little bit and she has new mm-hmm. music out boys to men and I was like is it 1990 but I was like boys to men yeah but I was like okay it kind of goes with the if they you know him like the whole 90s thing but no I don't I don't get it um Ella May, I think her they pronounce it May. She has that song "Booed Up," that is literally playing twenty four seven on the radio. Oh, I don't listen to the radio. What's her name? 
I I want to say it's Ella May, but I'm not sure if it's May or Mai. I don't know. Oh, I okay. see her name. I've heard her song a billion times. It's called Boot Up. It reminds me of a like an Ashanti song. It's okay. really catchy, like Ashanti, like not mm-hmm. like amazingly talented or you know sure. too serviceable and it's like a cute little you know cute little <laughs> ditty and it's like it's catchy so it's playing constantly so she she is one of the people and charlie wilson charlie wilson mm-hmm. uncle charlie <laughs> Uncle Charlie. So is it a weird hot? That is weird. Because I'm. I mean, that's like you know he had a song with her. She's like the hottest thing out right now. So like that was perfect. And like, how are you going to replace her? You know, like no one is like that big to like go along with him. You know what I mean? Like right now, no one's like on that level but Cardi B right now. Like, is any better? It's like you're Beyonce, and Beyonce don't need Bruno Mars, so it's kind of like, you know, no, for real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and the other thing too is, even if he, even even if there are other artists that, I mean, there clearly there's always other artists that are on par with you know, like you, but they're also like they have their own tours or they're they're already on their own schedules, right? Like Like filling in a tour schedule is really difficult because it's something that's planned you know well in advance and so now you're you know so you are basically only going to have to pull from people who aren't already busy um and and you you are gonna that's how you get this hodgepodge and i'm sure i'm imagining that like you know there'll be some parts of the tour where some of these people will be there and others won't because some of these people do have other things you know like charlie wilson was just at the hollywood bowl for several oh, nights. Oh, Charlie Wilson. He stays, stays paid. paid. Yeah, yeah he, he stays, stays paid. He stays working. Yes. He stays paid. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, like, it's not only do you have a smaller pool of people to pull from who are not as busy, but then even those people are going to have to have something going on for you to even bother to invite them, which means they have schedules of their own. Mm-hmm. They can't make every part of your tour. So you're going to have to have, you're going to have holes that you're going to need to plug with other people. So that's how you end up with this crazy list. Yeah. It's so weird. I just It's don't so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the tour kicks off next month in Denver. Honestly, I'm like, I went to a Bruno Mars show when I was in Vegas. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Ellen, for my tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, at that point, I think he had only had maybe two albums out at the time. Mm-hmm. That was, an um, he gives an amazing, high-energy show mm-hmm. the entire time. I was like, so, I mean, yeah, like, the opening act isn't really that important so <laughs> I was like but it would have been right cute. you know Cardi was like so because they have like the music together and she's like popping right now would have been a cute thing but yeah like I don't see I think all the rest of the people are serviceable like it'll be fine like I love Sierra but like she has like a few like songs that I like and other than that I'm like whatever just wear yeah, beautiful fine. dresses and um clothes and be with your cute little kids and your husband like I just you know whatever take pictures 
and mm-hmm. dance. Like you're a great dancer. So she's yeah. an amazing dancer. Yeah. Yeah. And boys to man with the three of them. I went to go see the one. I went to go see the um back not Backstreet Boys, Lord. Just the same. I'm um, New Kids on the Block concert. <laughs> I was like the same thing. Same difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, and they um performed in. You know they're good still. Like you know whatever. Wanye still running all over the world. Um, those runs that never end. Um. The mm-hmm. other girl, like, I don't know much about her music, and Charlie Wilson's, like, a classic. You know, everyone loves Char- Uncle yeah, Charlie. She's a classic, yeah. hmm Wow. So, Fascinating. Yeah, so, tour kicks off next month in Denver. I will not be going, because, again, no. I don't pay a lot of money for concerts. Um, or in any- Denver, interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I'm like, yeah, that's a weird, weird, yeah, it's a weird place to start a tour, but okay. Well, yeah, you usually start off in somewhere good and then like do other and things. Then you make your middle, way around the whole country, and yeah. Then end somewhere good. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Denver, I'm not saying you're not good, but. You're but yeah, not, you're not LA or you're New York like, or Vegas sorry, or. I don't know if you yeah. know, you're not a big city. Yeah. You're not like a, you know, entertainment mecca. No one's flying yes. to Denver to go see a concert. No, well, apparently someone's seeing Bruno Mars. Yeah, but I don't know. Would you fly? <laughs> I was like, we did fly to Louisville to go, but there's bourbon there, so that's more than that was a whole to fly <laughs> anywhere. And we will be flying back. Just like Beyonce, like a bunch of people, you know, like I on my social media, whatever, like float flew to Paris to go see Beyonce. Oh yeah, flew I to DC to go see Beyonce. I was like, no one's flying to Denver to go see Beyonce, or, unless it's like us, where it's like, oh, we just heard about this concert. Yeah, we want to go. Let's where are there still tickets? Louisville. Let's right. Go <laughs> right. Exactly. And then the and, LA or you know, somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh, like they no, weren't here, right? Yeah, they're all sold out everywhere except here. That's where we're going. Yep. Oh my Pretty god. Much. So yeah, so maybe so Denver. But then you're first, so no one's gonna be able to do that. So Oh mm-hmm. Denver. Oh Denver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my last little thing of discussion, it's very long. So, um, Oh, my word. What? I'm sorry, but it's so good. We have talked about her uh, quite often uh, with her shenanigans. So it's about Lauren Hill. Oh, and, what did she do now? Okay, she didn't do anything. Well, it, she oh. did stuff, but it was... Okay, let's back up. Okay, so do you know who Robert Glasper is? No. I've mentioned him before. Um, he is, <laughs> I have. I just, and I'm clearly not paying attention. Yes, he is a multi-Grammy and Emmy Award winning jazz musician. Like, I am not like a great jazz lover, but I love Robert <laughs> Glasper because it's very soulful and it's more like it's kind of like the hidden beach jazz kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of contemporary. Like, he has this great rendition of um, Beautiful that he does with music. Okay. And it's so good. And he has a song with um, Jill Scott that I love. It's like really simple, very Jill Scott, but it's called, um, it's called Calls. <laughs> okay. And it's really like, I just love it. So I'm going to listen to it after we get off the phone. Um, anyway, so Robert Glasper, <laughs> all that to say, Robert Glasper is an immensely talented pianist, musician, love him. 
Um, So um, he did an interview on the Mad Hatter Morning Show, and he spilled all the tea. So for years, we've been hearing all these crazy rumors about Lauren Hill and some of the shenanigans and things that she um, says um, or requires people to do in her presence and, you know, the concerts and all that kind of stuff and just being problematic in general. So Mm -hmm. he addressed quite a few of the rumors. Um, including allegations that she stole music, which, you know, that was the whole thing about um, um, the miseducation, that she didn't credit people properly. Um, Mm. And then um, there's a whole thing about, you know, you can't look her in the eye, you got to call her Miss Hill and all that kind of stuff. So he addressed pretty much everything and had like... Did he address and confirm? Is that Yes! That's why this is amazing. Oh, wow. Yes. So he was like, so he sat down with the host, and so the host was just being messy. I don't even know who this person, Matt had. I don't even know who this person is. I don't know where they are, but thank you for getting, asking uh-huh. the tough questions. Not asking and- the tough <laughs> questions. Not like this is like serious journalism. For me, it is because this is oh like my the best God. thing I have read in a long time. So that's why we're gonna, I'm gonna take my little time. And we're going to go through all of this because it's amazing. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So he, the host asked if there were any art, because he, you know, does a lot of collaborations with other artists, like the singers, you know, as a musician. And mm-hmm. so there's like, are there any artists, that, you know, that are known for being rude and reckless for their, you know, rude and reckless behavior? And he said, I'll say a name. You ready? Lauren Hill. <laughs> wow. And then the host was like, uh, why you got to do Laura like that? And he says, oh, my God, he, that's just so thorough. He's like, no, why she do me like that? I did a show oh. with Lauren. This was 2008, I guess. It was for the Mont Blanc Jewelry Corporation. She's getting half a million dollars for the show. It's a 20-minute show. My friend was the musical director. He said, Rob, we're doing this show in L.A. We want you, we want you to do the show. He's like, mind you, two out, two years prior to this, she was calling me, trying to get me to come to her house to audition. And he's like, I'm already a signed artist. I'm traveling the world, doing my thing. I don't do auditions. So I was like, um, sorry, I don't do auditions. If you want me, you can listen to my album. <laughs> sure. And he was like, she was calling me on the phone, talking about, can you play for me over the phone? He's like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, but I do have albums out, number one jazz albums on the charts. If you want, you can check them out. I'm not auditioning. I'm just not. That's not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm above that right now. Like, that's not my role right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was like that, that like happened. And so then he tells this other story about how she has a show in New York. Um, the same guy, I guess, was like, do you want to play this show in New York? And he was like, what's the deal? And he was like. We're rehearsing for one week for a 20-minute show. Like, no, this is the same thing. He's like, so we rehearse the whole week, like 10 hours a day. Every day she comes in and changes the show. Changes what she wants to do completely. The last rehearsal, she doesn't show up. Her manager comes in and says, Lauren's not really feeling the way you guys have been learning the music, so we're going to cut your pay in half. The last rehearsal. Whoa. The day before the show. First of all, we weren't getting paid that much anyway. 
But understand, she's getting half a million dollars. So seriously, you're going to take these five musicians and cut their pay in half. And so the host kind of goes on. He's like, well, were y'all bad? <laughs> and he was like, no, not at all. It was mm-hmm. a super band. Like, he's like, so it was like a band of pretty well-known people who had agreed to do this 20-minute show because, like, it's 20 minutes, so whatever. Um, he was like, she cut, likes, she has this thing of, like, she likes to fire bands. He's like, I can name you 15 guys at the top of my head. She will go on tour with a band and in the city that they're doing the show. She'll hold auditions for her band. Um, one of my boys flew to Japan to do shows in Japan. While she's in Japan, she's holding auditions in the hotel. Um, you know, the bands are good. She's got the best magician. She's like, that's her thing. So she's always like auditioning and getting rid of people, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Wow. Um, and so he said at that last rehearsal, they go around to everybody and it's like, if you're not cool, you can leave. And he was like, I don't need that gig. I'm making my own money. I have my career, you know, I have my own career at that time. He's mm-hmm. like, if I was, he's like, I was eating a beef patty. I'll never forget it. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's a little chubby. So that's like a funny little thing to add. That, was that is hysterical. So I was like, ooh, a patty. That sounds good. Oh, um, I have a good beef patty. I ain't mad. Oh, no. He's like, I'll never forget it. And I said, when I finish my beef patty, I'm going home. So y'all can do what y'all need to do. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, when I finish eating, then I believe and y'all do whatever. I don't care. He's like, so my thing is I'm the principal piano player. I know they need me. The gig's tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm going home. I walk out. The manager runs after me. Um, he's like, oh, before he's like, before that, she came in um with the musical director, his friend, and said, just and the musical director told him. Just so you know, don't look her in the eye. And if you have to call her Miss Hill. What is she, Medusa? Why can't I look you in the eye? <laughs> and so the host is like, oh, so not being able to look her in the eye is, is a real thing? And he's like, that's a hundred percent true. Uh-uh, that's crazy. And yeah. So he's like, so one of the days of rehearsal, she said to him, Robert, I need you to and I said, okay, Lauren. And he was like, respect. I respect. He's like, you come into a situation, especially when you've already stolen all of my friends' music. Miseducation was made by great musicians and producers that I know personally. So you got a big hand off of music that you don't even write. So you feel me? So he just doesn't respect her, basically, because mm-hmm. he knows all the people. He knows those people personally that were involved with the whole miseducation lawsuit. And so the host was like, you know, you know, she gonna hear this, what you said about her. And he was like, 100%. I'm ready. I don't care because nothing I'm saying is a lie. Point me, point me to where the lie is. Then we can have a conversation. Oh, wow. But if she looks at it, it's 100% true. That's why they got their money. So the people um, that sued her oh, for Yeah, they got their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, so the host asked about the, you know, the the lawsuit or whatever. And it's like, oh, is that why? Because this is a big complaint about people who go to her shows now. None of the music is the same as, like, the CD. Like, you know, it's all mm. chopped and screwed and, you know, arranged differently. 
And so the host was like, is that why the music is arranged differently? He was like, yes. (laughs) Because she's not allowed to play it. Yes. Wow. And so this, yeah, so this little part, he has like some of my um, best things. So the shade continues. So he's like, he asked about like if you know Lauren Steele's music or whatever whatever and then he talks about just her in general and he was like Lauren Hill I've met Stevie Wonder and hung out with Stevie Wonder I've met Quincy Jones and hung out with Quincy Jones I've met Herbie Hancock hung out with Herbie Hancock if those three people can be cool Lauren Hill should be able to be cool you haven't done enough to be the way you are Ooh, ooh, ouch. He's like, the one thing you did that was great, you didn't do. Ooh, (laughs) wow. He was like, she took the credit for making the classic album. Those songs were written by other people and they did not get their credit. She likes to take credit so she can become the super person. If you're a super person and you're that talented and the host kind of goes, and he's like, do it again. He's like, do it. You feel me? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> do it. Yeah, do it again. If you're like this amazing, like, yeah, like she has like a whole career. Like now people paying all this money, paying out her tax bills on a CD, like 20 years old. And she hasn't done anything else. Like, of course, on that level. So he's no, like, yeah, if you're so hasn't. talented, like do it again. And like, clearly... She can't because it was all of those other people and their contributions that helped her make this amazing album. So, whatever. Yikes. And so he was like, do it again. You feel me? He's like, she couldn't tune her guitar in rehearsal. We are in rehearsal. She had my boy Benji uh, tune her, her guitar. She would come into rehearsal and say, Benji, guitar. And just hold her, her guitar out. And he would run over and tune her guitar. No. Yeah, so that's kind of like what he dealt with. And so then he was like, so he goes back to the day where he was, he's like, so anyway, I leave rehearsal. I'm eating my beef patty. <laughs> this beef patty. <laughs> it must have been so amazing. This beef patty is epic. I want one. I'm trying to think who has good beef patties here. I don't know. I want one. Surely you have access to delicious beef patties in Atlanta. I guess so. Like the only Jamaican place I know that's like kind of everywhere is Golden Crust, and Golden Crust is kind of like the McDonald's of Jamaican food. But anyway, mm-hmm. I got to find one. I will ask my Caribbean people about the beef patties. But yeah, so see now I don't want a beef patty. Dang you just go down the street and get a beef patty from. Simply I know wholesome. those are good. Those I know the ones that simply wholesome are bomb. Yeah, he was like, okay, so he's like, so I'm eating my beef patty. They run after me. Uh, to the middle of the street and they say because again he's like they need me I don't need them I'm eating my beef patty and leave it and so they run after him after he like leaves and they're mm-hmm. like what can we do I said before 4 o'clock you can wire all of my money into my account because now I don't trust y'all right <laughs> he's like so if you want me to do this gig you need to wire my money into my account within 30 minutes that's what you can do. So I waited. They wired the money to my account, and then I went home. I didn't do the other rehearsal, rehearsal because they already disrespected me, but I came back for the show the next day. Um, 
And they asked, you know, how it was. He's like, it was great. It was 20 minutes. It was fat, fantastic. And I got paid. So wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went on to say, um, you know, people can change. I'm not going to, you know, blank on her forever. But that's the stuff that really happened. And you're going to have to take accountability for some of it at some point. And then you're good. He's like, people can change. I hope she does change. She's disrespected a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of musicians with families. And wow. so that was his thing. So, yeah. So people have been kind of saying here and there stuff, but he straight out, like, confirmed and gave stories. Wow. And, like, yeah, of, like, the stuff. But, like, what he says, like, you have not done enough to be the way you are. Like, even people who have done great things don't act like this. It's basically the point. Like, Quincy Jones, Stevie Wonder, they don't act like this. And they have a career that spans, like, 50, 60 years. Like, are you kidding me? Right. So, yeah. Like, so, you know, like, again, like, I hope she gets it together. But, like, at this point... Yikes! That that is crazy. But that was you're right. That was that was good. (laughs) That was good. Robert Glasper, because he kind of he does like a musician. Robert Glasper. You ever see him like in videos and stuff? He doesn't say anything because he doesn't sing. So he's in like a video, the video with Jill Scott and that song calls, and like he's just kind of standing there in different parts, and then he's like played, and so he like. You know, there's no singing, there's nothing. He's just kind of like the flat effect and everything. So I was like, ooh, Lord, when he opens his mouth to talk, he talk. He spills the tea. Oh, my gosh. All the tea just everywhere. Just tea everywhere. Just spilt on mm, the table. Mm, mm. So, yeah. So that was just like, wow. That's bananas. Wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. Yeah, so that was it. So that was fun. I was like, I haven't had that much fun since the whole Quincy Jones stuff. No, this, I mean, this is this is even a little better because it's not just like, you know. An older man who just talked to just us. A, just, yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, no, this is a little bit closer to the source. And, yeah. yeah, Robert Glasper's our children are not going to have to sit him down and have a family meeting. No, <laughs> no, up, yeah, daddy. <laughs> yeah, daddy, don't do that now. This is just, you know, some, some folks mm-hmm. just, you do stuff and you get you end up getting called out on it. You can't be mad. Yeah, he was like, you know, you have to be accountable. You can't just have this behavior for 20 years and like think it's okay it's not okay it's just not okay wow so i love it it was fantastic and thank you robert glasper for thank you robert glasper yeah so you need to go listen to some robert glasper music i've already pulled up his website oh great Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna post them on the facebook my my song that i love again it's like classic jill scott very simple but the music is so nice and on the the um no maybe i'll just do the music one that one's beautiful it's so gorgeous okay love it love it love it okay so yes so that is (laughs) that is it man i told you everything you did you told me everything Mm -hmm. (sighs) good job that was good Thank All right. You. So, what's going on? What's the hats, girl? 
Uh, yeah, let's get personal. Um, okay, I already told you. I already set, told you, and I sent you pictures of this, but it is driving me bananas. And then yeah. I found more information <laughs> out about this. Okay, so I don't know if this is happening all over Los Angeles. I don't even know if it's you know. I, I I'm pretty. I know that it's not just LA. That like lots of cities are having this go on, um, but it does feel like it. It's been like this overnight growth, and it's what such I, a LA thing. It is a very LA thing, but it is also it's a very like millennial like mm-hmm. I'm you know self righteous you know earth saving on the millennials. They I'm hating the, on the millennials. The Hip, it's very so- hip hipster i'm saving the earth and that's what makes me a better person than you that's it's very much this so all over my town Gen xers are so angry <laughs> we're so bitter <laughs> no i'm just kind of like you know you're okay. not no you're... no i'm just saying it, I, I am too like just so just uh, over it like just i'm, I'm so, over yeah. you i'm over you yeah. and your self-righteousness so mm-hmm. all over town all over town and i saw the pictures that i sent you were only the ones <laughs> that i was able to take because i was stopped long enough at like a stop sign or a light but that's like that doesn't even cover the half of it okay there are all over the city all of a sudden these little electric scooters that basically are like the, you know, they look like the child's razors, you know, um, mm-hmm. that were like super popular for Christmas, like 10, 12 years ago or whatever. But they're electric, right? But they're electric. They're electric. Uh-huh. And um, so they're bigger, you know, they're, they're like taller and more substantial and, um, and they're electric. And so I started noticing them. I have to say, I probably started noticing them like about two weeks ago maybe three and i only noticed them like here and there like a couple at a time just kind of randomly like on a corner or like randomly in the middle of a block on a residential street you know and i was like huh you know it's like you notice it once and like you don't think anything of it but then you notice it again like you know two miles later and you're like that's weird i just saw a pair of those didn't like okay you know and I, I have to say, it just feels like it's like bunny rabbits, like they like <laughs> multiply. And now they are everywhere. And they're like, so it's the, the main ones, the two main ones that I've seen are a company called Bird and a company called Limes. And the basically so i had to look it up i finally had to look it up because i was like this is crazy what are these things and why are they everywhere they're parked all over the city and like i said everywhere like not just some of them are in like off of a main streets like on big inner at big intersections or in the middle of like a busy downtown areas you know Mm -hmm. like shop like residential uh i mean like um shopping and residential like combo places you know where there's like and storefronts and you know just kind of all over the place but then there's a lot like just like I said I'll be going down like a residential street nothing but houses and there's like a four or five of them all parked together in like the middle of a sidewalk or whatever Hmm. so but 
Um, so I finally looked up at least I looked up one of them, which is um, the one that's called Bird. And what it is is you can download this app, uh, the Bird app, and you know you put you know you create an account the same way you do with Uber or anything else, and then the GPS thing on there locates like locates where you are and will show you where the closest scooter electric scooter is and so then you go to that spot grab a scooter and you know they i guess they send you some kind of code or some sort of whatever to unlock it and you pay to use it like i and i don't know if it's based on I'm assuming it's based on the distance that you travel, like that's how much, you know, you're charged um, for the usage of the thing. Um, mm. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Because I was thinking of like, you know, with the whole bike thing, it's usually like time, but probably distance would make more sense with those kinds of things, the electric scooters. Yeah, I mean... I, I did it like I just kind of like gla- glanced through it. Obviously, it was like I don't need to know exactly how this works because I'm not, I don't. What plan you're on not right. going to use one? The next time I'm in town, we're gonna go to. <laughs> I promise you, we are not. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what do I look like? Oh, what do what I in look the like? world? What in the world? What kind like? of nonsense? Nonsense is that? <laughs> Give me a break. Oh my God. Who am I on a scooter? Who am I? Who a scooter? Am I a, <laughs> I'm a grown adult for goodness yeah. sake. And that's the thing. There are, it's nothing but grown ass people <laughs> whizzing by on these damn scooters. They're all over the place. So first it's the, the scooters start turning up again and they're multiplying overnight. You know, there's two, then there's four, then there's like seven of them all parked together. And then there's the people who are, you know, utilizing the service and whipping around on these things without a helmet on first of all hmm. so i was like all so of you're you, stupid so you're stupid you're all trauma tier twos waiting to happen T- tra- you know traumatic brain injuries all in the making because you're just zipping a by on an electric scooter the website that i went to for birds specifically says that they're not to be you know because they're electric they have to be driven on this they have to be um i guess not driven uh you have to ride them in the street um, with traffic and you have to use bike lanes you know um, and so there they are on their without a helmet and the, the the website says you have to wear a helmet but of course nobody's you know no one's monitoring this it's completely unenforceable and so you've got people on these little electric scooters in the street with no helmet on just scooting by and like uh, it's it's a, it's a complete and total disaster series of disasters <laughs> waiting to happen mm-hmm. um and of course people are riding them on the sidewalk because all you have to do is ride it down one la street to realize that your life is in danger and so then you've got pedestrians who are pissed because you know you're trying to walk your dog or stroll your baby or whatever and here comes some yahoo on an electric scooter yeah. <laughs> it's it's a disaster I, and, and they're everywhere like I, I'm still overwhelmed by how many random streets I drive down. And I, I feel like there's not a single sidewalk that I don't, that I drive past that doesn't have at least one or two parked on it. Um, So wait a minute. So are they just like sitting on a sidewalk? Are they attached to anything? Or mm -mm, is like the code, like just on the scooter? Mm -mm. They're just, they are just out there. 
Like they're out. That, that's what caught my attention to begin with. Was like, okay, there's a couple scooters parked there. All right, um, I guess somebody left them there. You know, I'm thinking, but I'm looking around, like you know, and it's like, well, there's no building here, and there's no house here. Like, who left these scooters here? And then you see them again, like outside of a, a outside of a business, and then in the middle of a block or whatever. They're not attached to anything. They're just like literally like parked on the sidewalk or like just just right there. Like the picture that, that is I, that is just annoying. So it does feel like a little bit of like a litter bug problem too, because all yeah. of a sudden there's the whole place is sprinkled with them. And okay, the one of the pictures I sent you, there's a black girl on the phone on the corner talking, and there's she's surrounded by scooters. I rolled down my window, and she was actually calling. Like I think she was on the phone with the police or with like whoever, like because they had there was seven or like however many that were in that picture that I sent you um, that were all like kind of parked and askew in front of her place of business. So I think she was calling it in to be like, I didn't authorize this. Nobody asked me, you know, like why, you know, mm-hmm. I want these, I want these removed, you know? Um, yeah. So um, I rolled down my window. Cause I was like, I wonder, I wonder, cause I, I could like, I could, the look on her face and like how she was like, just, Stephanie you know, Mills, she was mad. Girl, Stephanie Mills. And she was, um, you know, kind of like gesturing like in toward them. And I was like, is she talking about them? Cause I'm, I'm over here taking a picture. <laughs> I'm at the stop sign taking a picture of the scooters. I see her gesturing towards them. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if she's like, you know, so I roll my window down long enough to kind of catch her say something about like, well, you know, I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't authorize these. Like, I don't even know what they're doing here. And I was like, oh my God, I think she's talking about the scooters. Of course, then I had to go. So I didn't catch the whole conversation. But um, so yeah, so then, okay. So I've already, these are already on my mind because I'm driving past them everywhere I go. And I'm trying to stop and take pictures of them because I told you about them. So I'm trying to take pictures of them as I go so that I can send them to you. Okay, you're no better than the people on the scooters in the middle of the street with no helmets. Be safe. Don't take Oh, pictures. I was totally safe. I, okay. I was always at a full stop. Like, I was never driving. And then I'm scrolling down, scrolling through my Facebook, and I come across this video um, it's like a short video clip, like maybe like two minutes or so. And it's a, um, a montage of, from this website called bird graveyard where people have had it with these scooters and are literally like on video, like taking them up to like the fifth, sixth story of buildings and dropping them off the side of buildings, like lighting them on fire, kicking them into the street, like all this crazy stuff. Please send me that. Um, (laughs) um, First of all, please send me that. And two, I'm like, first of all, and two of all. um, (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, that's all the Gen Xers earning and dropping. This company's gonna be out of business. Well, that's the crazy thing because my okay. Once I once I 
because first I'm seeing them. I don't know what it's about. I'm co totally confused. And I keep thinking I'm going to look it up. But of course, by the time I get home and get inside the house, I totally forget about it. So I kept forgetting to look it up. Then one day I'm having breakfast at my cute little French eatery that I like to go to. Oh, my God. So good. I was just thinking about the avocado toast. Right. So delicious. Oh, and that and tea. That tea was so good. I'm sorry. Yeah. you really That tea smelled really good, too. Yeah. So tasty. So anyway, I'm sitting there, you know, with my breakfast and all my notes, you know, I'm studying and I look up and I see two, this time two tourists, you know, whiz by on the damn bird thing. And I was like, oh, right. And I have my laptop, I mean, my iPad with me. So I pull it up, like, you know, finally I look it up and that's when I finally like figure out what it is or whatever. And the whole time I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But I was thinking the same thing like they're not secured so how do you keep somebody you know like i i get that they're you know they're tied to the app and somebody can you know it's supposed to leave it somewhere once you're done using it and whatever and so you know where it is it's got some kind of gps tracker on it or whatever but at the same time somebody there's also so somebody can get over that somebody can get over that because there's plenty of super smart like you know whatever who know how to like hack into unlock it and stuff, yeah. unlock it undo it or whatever so one there's and now that. i have a scooter now i have a scooter um yeah. and um and then the other side of this is how do you keep people from you know, from jacking, jacking with it. And that's what this whole website is about. People send in videos of people destroying or otherwise vandalizing these things because people are sick of them. Um, and so, and it's all cities all over the place because again, it's like this big, like, you know, I'm, I'm terrific because I'm saving the world with my not using a car, a car or whatever. So is it bird like a bird or bird? Bird like a bird in the sky, yeah. Okay. And um, so it's in Seattle, Portland, you know, all like the all, cities. Austin, the, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Austin, yeah, like all these places, all the, all the cities that we know. The all the cities suspects. that we know where everyone's like their little crunchy yeah. granola bar selves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, pat themselves on the back for, like, the, coming up with this, like, terrific way to, like, get around without, like, leaving your freaking, you know, footprint or whatever. Yeah, they're going to take their scooter and go to their community garden. Uh -huh. um, and then, where, then go home and finish doing their kombucha. Yeah. Um, eating their vegan meal. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm, and cook their dinner with the co-op. Uh, groceries that they received in the box, mm -hmm. the recyclable of box. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then, um, yeah, do some meditation and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, then go to bed a decent drink, drink all their water. Um, yeah. <laughs> and their alkalized water. Yeah, alkalized water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what that day is like. It sounds like a nightmare to me. It sounds um, like a nightmare and I can't stand you. Um, wow! She so... <laughs> wins! That's harsh. And you're the worst. And stop littering the city with scooters, please, and thank no you. No one asked for that. No one asked for it. No one asked for it. And now you've got, again, all these people who are just, they're just one. You just can't do that. You just can't put things anywhere. <laughs> just put like, things your out. told you? Put you your just leave away. your stuff. Put your stuff up. Put you your stuff up. Yeah, you just... Put your things, Put your away. things just away. Can't leave things. 
Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, like ride your bike. Say, I'm just going to leave my bike over here. I'm done. Somebody will bring it maybe somewhere. It's just I mean, crazy. I just it's need crazy. To stop. Yeah. And of course, okay. like somebody is in charge of like, because every day, every morning when I leave, they're like mm. neatly lined up again. So my what I imagine is that someone at night, I'm sure in like a regular, like in a little like Prius or whatever, <laughs> runs around, you know, with a Prius with their, you know, freaking like Bernie, you know, feel the burn sticker on the background. Um, we know who you are. Like we know who you it. are, we and we don't appreciate exactly we don't appreciate anything we about. We are you. native Californians. <laughs> we know who you are. Like we've coexisted with you for yeah. many years. Yeah. Yeah, talk about tolerance. And so um, <laughs> they're driving around their Prius, collecting all these, you know, all the stray ones that have been left wherever. And then in the, and then they line them back up nice and neat. Every morning I see them like all like, you know, on random corners, all like, you know, five, seven at a time, like just kind of mm-hmm. waiting for someone to come by and ride off in them. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So crazy. Oh, you know what I forgot? Uh-huh. You know, when the vegan after they finish their meal. they take their scraps and compost it i forgot that part yes and i bet you they even have like a composting toilet so they actually compost all their waste Mm. yep that's i mean if they're if they're if they're no no if they're down no they're true if they're true to the cause they're composting everything no and then and they they go to their tiny house yeah yeah well exactly compost toilet there you go mm, yeah that's what i think of i think of compost toilet. i think of tiny houses mm-hmm. there you go okay oh, this is okay enough okay was there any more <laughs> that you had to talk about your, with your week um no everything's still going every nothing nothing new to report on the uh on the uh activity and exercise whatever i'm holding um, still doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, and as soon as I have another big drop or a major breakthrough, I will report that. Um, and I will say I had my first cooking fail. Um, well, the, I shouldn't say first ever, but like the first cooking fail I've had in a very long time. I yeah. had this week, and I was very sad, but thankfully it was just a pot of soup. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that I couldn't. See, this is what happens. This is what happens, Kristen, when I don't follow the recipe exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought I could improvise, and I was wrong. I was very what do you wrong. Do? Well, the thing is, you need to know some basic stuff. You don't know a lot of basic things. So you, it's hard to improvise when you don't have a firm grasp on the basics. So what did you do? Okay, this is what I did. The recipe okay. called... For 32 ounces of okay. chicken broth. Okay. I only had 24 ounces of chicken broth. Did you add water? No. I didn't add water because I thought that the water would water down the taste. It would, but you would just add more seasoning. But the seasoning was only salt and pepper to taste. So I didn't want to like super salt. I didn't want to make it high sodium. Okay. Were there more vegetables? Oh, it was, it was a zucchini soup. 
Okay, now maybe what other kind of aromatic? It was zucchini and onions. onions and garlic. Carrots or any of those? No, just it was just zucchini, garlic, onions. Um, you have any kind of meat? No, it's just a straight zucchini, cream of zucchini soup. There's just a little, at the end, you blend in a little bit of sour cream. Okay, yeah. Like the, adding the water would have um, weakened the broth just a little bit. But when you think about, like, the, you talk about the salt, like, there's going to be a, more salt in that eight ounces or whatever you you were missing um so yeah it would have been fine to add more salt it wouldn't have made it any more saltier than having having the broth Mm. and you know if they tell you to use a certain amount of liquid you need to use that amount of liquid don't well i did though i just didn't do water what did you add i added a different kind of broth what kind beef Okay. I added eight ounces of beef broth to make up for the eight ounces of chicken broth that I was missing. Okay. I usually don't mix chicken and, and beef broth. Well, you... you shouldn't because it's disgusting. <laughs> I might. I, I always keep my... I feel like you need to use one or the other. And the thing is, and like, I, I would... I would have used vegetable broth if I had it, but I didn't. And like yeah. I was worried about the watering down thing. So that's why I didn't use water. But I was like, well, I had beef broth. So I literally, I added eight ounces, exactly eight ounces. Because you know I do everything exactly. I exactly eight ounces of beef broth. And it tasted awful. Yeah, I was like, they're so different. And I was like, you know, you I make many dishes that have like pork and chicken and beef or whatever in it. So, mm-hmm. but I don't really care for beef broth as much. I'd rather have, like, make my own, like, cook down the meat and the vegetables and just, like, make a broth. It tastes much better than what's in the box. Chicken broth, chicken stock, I usually don't mind. And I use a lot of veg- vegetable broth that's good. But, yeah, beef broth, I just, in general, just try to steer clear of. But I guess sometimes you do need it depending on what you're making but I've even made like short ribs or beef or whatever and I've added chicken broth and it's still good but yeah yeah so So something about the combination of the two was very uh, unsavory so I had to throw out the whole pot which is very sad Mm. Um, okay so yeah, yeah, so that's my uh, wah, wah, that's uh, not a big one. That's it's not a big one, that. and like yeah. I said, it's, it was just one small pot of soup. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it was, you know, I'm sorry to the three zucchinis and the half an onion that sacrificed their lives for this endeavor. Uh, yes, rest in peace. Um, oh. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, so that's my little cooking mm-hmm. fail. But other than that, all is well. Okay, well, good. Um, Wonderful. Um, my week was horrible, and I don't. Yeah. Well, there were some bright, there were some bright spots here and there. The children helped. I do not want to go into details um, about my week, but yeah, horrible. Um, some, but I will say the absolute bright spot of my week, besides the children, um, and their little crazy antics was 
um, Kim's Convenience. Oh, I watched it. Isn't it hilarious? Yes, it is so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I've already recommended it to somebody else. Yes. I was like, um, my dear friend Chang recommended it a few weeks ago. And I kind of caught it, you know, in the back of my head. But like, I, ha- I don't really watch TV until I go to the besties house so that's right. kind of my thing when I'm there like especially when they're gone during the day like mm-hmm. I just kind of work and do like binge stuff and so I thought about it when I was looking um, for things to watch I was like right Kim's Convenience it is a show based in Toronto mm-hmm. um, about a Korean family the Kims who own a convenience store and it is just delightful. Everybody in the house loves the adults. Like, you know, because some of them, we don't always have the same taste in entertainment. Everyone loved it. Everyone oh. was cracking up. Mr. Kim. Mr. Is, Kim is my favorite. Yeah. I love I told, him. Yeah. I told my brother, he like laughed. Uh, Bessie's husband laughed a little too much at, at Mr. Kim's antics. And I was like, you want to be Mr. Kim, don't you? Like, that's your secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be just a kid because he says uh, things that are just oh god oh I love so it he's fun. totally not PC he is no. my kind of guy I love him I love him oh when he talked about the the gay discount that was the first thing <laughs> the gay discount was hysterical and did you see have you seen the one where he talked about the um steel no steel no okay <laughs> No, I think I've watched, I've definitely watched three episodes. Okay, yeah, 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 you haven't gotten there yet. Oh my God, it just gets so much better with the things that he does. Oh, he's, he's terrific. so great. What a wonderful character. Thank you, Chang, for the recommendation. Thank um, you. I'm for looking me forward well. to additional seasons. There's two seasons on Netflix. I cannot wait to watch more. It is, again, Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Check it out. Check it out. Watch it. It's so watch funny. It. And they're it's quick. So they're funny. like 24 minutes. Yeah. You know, like they're super like quick long. and short. Yeah. And they're so funny. Yeah, it's yeah, totally it's funny. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was like really like a rise spot. I enjoyed that immensely. That's a good highlight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think of something else oh that i want you to hold me accountable for oh okay i'm on it what is it oh gosh you're so good at accountability okay so i learned a few weeks ago at church that my church has you know they have a gym um and it used to just you know serve for like the youth basketball teams but now they're opening it up for everyone you know, free gym time and they have some classes now so on Mondays and Thursdays they have um, classes so I want to go to these classes I've been saying it for two weeks now that I'm going to go to these classes and somehow well last week well I was gone Monday today I just got back to Atlanta but didn't happen so I was like I said to my friends I was like I'm going to go because we all go to that church sometimes Mm-hmm. They go sometimes. I go all the time. And I was like, I want to go to the um, Monday workout session. I was like, I'm going to go. And they're like, Monday? I was like, well, it's Thursday. It's 6 o'clock. It's already started. 
Mm-hmm. Like we were sitting here around the table talking. Mm-hmm. But that's clearly not going to happen, even though it's mm-hmm. not far. But I was like, I'm not, I'm wearing a little dress. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I want my personal thing next week to be a highlight of my experience going at least once. And I'm shooting for the Monday. Shoot for the Monday. Relax, relax, get, you know, off to a good start. Yeah. Relaxation, meditation, um, class kind of I guess like a yoga type kind of class nice. um, on Mondays mm-hmm. so that's my goal so hold me to it and I'm gonna hold you to yeah. it yeah uh, remind me yeah so that's kind of my thing because I do need to get active because I will say the bestie and the whole family they're very active everyone's working out everyone's running going to the gym the kids have volleyball karate and so I was like okay I need to and they're like, don't you want to go to the gym? Um, no, I sure don't. Um, but thanks anyway. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have any workout clothes. I don't have any tennis shoes with me. But even if I did, that'll still be a no, dog. That'll be a no for Wow. Me. So, um, yeah, I need to get back into the yeah. swing of things. Because, you know, like I said, I've inadvertently lost weight. But I need to lose weight intentionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least a good... 30 more pounds and I would be happy. Great. Okay. I could totally yeah. do that. Can I, and um, so, you know, I've been doing this um, program, this uh, weight loss program. And one of the things that I learned, and it's not even like this, like, Oh my God, that's amazing. But I just, it has been really helpful um, is this thing. I forget what the, what they call it, but basically it's the idea of bundling your habits and so it was like, take a habit that you want, but that you struggle to, you know, that you're struggling to establish, like exercise, for example, um, and bundle it with a habit that you already have that you like and really enjoy. And um, so what would that be for me? Like going to get icy slushies and <laughs> work out? Like, I don't know something like so. OK, I'll tell you mine. <sighs> Okay, because I was like, I don't have any of those, but go on. You do. Here's what it is. So I have recently, um, and we've been talking about Audible, how much we like Audible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've recently, you know, I went ahead and like subscribed to Audible. There was like a a deal with Amazon for Prime Day where like it was cheaper for the first Mm. three months or whatever, right? So I signed up and I looked through all the books or whatever. And from my first credit, I downloaded a book that I really, really like. It's the latest Stephen King book. It's really, really good. But my rule, my hard and fast rule, is that I only get to listen to my Audible book while I'm running. And so it's actually served as additional incentive to get up early in the morning, like, and, and to keep my schedule, it's kind of like has this trickle down effect, because in order to get up early in the morning, it means I have to go to bed early at night, which means I have to be disciplined and plan, you know, plan my evening accordingly. And so that I go to bed on time, and I get an actual, you know, solid amount of sleep, so that when the alarm goes off at 520 in the morning, I'm not exhausted from being up to midnight or whatever, and all of that. So, and so obviously there's a lot of other stuff like rolled into my incentive. Like there's a reason why I want to run and all of that. But when it's been hard, like on the mornings when it's still been a little tough or when I've sort of been like, ah, uh, you know, I've been like, oh, 
but you'll get to find out what happens next in your book. And it's a, it's a very, it's a good book to do it with because it's very much like who did this crime and you know, there's clues and, Mm -hmm. and every time I leave off, like I leave off just kind of in the middle of like wherever I stopped, you know? And so it's like, Oh, you know, I really want to know what's going to happen next. So, um, that's what it that's how it looks for me like just taking um again something that's fine in and of itself like listening to audiobooks or whatever and pairing that but that I really like to do and then pairing it with something that um is good for me too um and um but that I'm that I struggle to get out and do or that I you know need extra incentive sometimes so maybe think about what those things could be for you yeah, oh my gosh, it'll take me so money to think of that, but okay. Or how you can, like, what's the, like, you know, reward? Like, if there's something, like, you know, because since if it's a class, like, maybe it's something that you get to do, you know, maybe something you get to listen to or something you get to whatever, like, you know, immediately after, like, on your way home or something, you know, but you only get to do it if you, you only get to reward yourself if you've done the class or whatever. Okay. Well, I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Alrighty. Yeah. So, well, we've it. we've solved a lot of problems. Mm. Yeah, we've gotten down to the nitty gritty. And down to the nitty gritty, we've spilled the tea. We've cleaned up the tea. Uh huh. Ooh. Now I'm tired. There you go. Alrighty, well, girl. That was fun. Um, yes, it was. We'd like to thank everyone who's still with us and listened to all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. You don't get anything special. Like, there's no gift. Or there's no gift. It's not like a Marvel movie where there's like a spoiler. A nugget. A yeah, little, little Easter, little Easter yeah. egg. Yeah, yeah, no. But we, we're grateful. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You're so dumb. You Bye. are the but you're the dumbest. Okay. Bye. Bye. Don't don't do it. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>